Hey everyone and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about movies because that's what we always do on here. Now, admittedly, Connor's on a bit of a roll here, usually it matches the regular one that's across from me but somehow Connor just has worked out to have been the one who's seen these movies that we're doing uh, this couple in a row and this one was actually kind of spur of the moment because we'd forgot that uh, this was coming out. This is Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, which is the latest DC animated film and uh, I knew it was coming at some point. Yeah, I knew it was roughly yeah. this this time of year. Uh, and then Connor messaged me saying, "Hey, that Teen Titans movie's out today. Should we do it?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah let's do it. It's fine. Why not? We did we did the last one. We did the last one. Uh, it was a sort of lukewarm review we gave the last one. It was kind of it was fine, but it wasn't anything. Yeah, anything out of, out of the out of the world. But uh, that that was just Sleep dark, of course. This is a uh, Teen Titans Judas Contract. This, this, unlike the Justice League Dark story, this one is based on a, a pre-existing story, pretty famous story, probably the most famous Teen Titans story, uh, the Judas Contract. Some of the characters are swapped out. We've got Blue Beetle instead of Cyborg and a couple of things like that. Yeah, it's it's making the most of this particular universe where we've got Damien there. Obviously, he yeah. wasn't around in existence when this story was written For originally. a long time, a good 20, 25 years until he yeah, exactly. existed after that. Uh, but... Yeah, that said, though, I don't think you need to have watched any other movies to watch this. It's fairly no. self-contained, and it's like, yeah, it's Damien, and I'm pretty sure it's the same voice actor who was doing Damien in the last time he popped yeah, up. But I don't, I don't. There's no reason to need you need to have known any other stuff. Uh, and some things are different, but it tries to put the characters in a similar place. Like, because Nightwing in the, the the comic, he he became Nightwing in the in the Judas contract storyline he asked when he's because he kind of like retired but he's like oh no i'm still a hero when he became nightwing that's when he took that name uh whereas here of course he's already nightwing he's just away from the titans because he's been off being nightwing uh so there's a couple of things like that but it, it's it's kind of i mean I've, I've never actually read the Jewish contract i should point that out right now like you're, I know, you're aware of it because i, I know just... a lot of it because a lot of it's sort of seeped yeah. into dc history which is why yeah. i know all this stuff but it's i've not actually read the story i should get around to that I should too. Um, I will say, in terms of any other movies that that you know play into this one mm. from the universe, the the Justice League versus Teen Titans from last year or the year before. Uh, I think it was uh, last year. That one kind of sets this up in that it introduced the Teen Titans team and. That's why Damien joined them, and he kind of got the oh, the, right, the okay, early cool. bonding stuff there. Yeah, I never seen that. There was a there was a couple. There was about a stretch of about a year, year and a half where I missed a lot of these. I was seeing the Killing Joke. Uh, which we also reviewed. Uh, we gave that a very negative review. So you yeah, you check picked that the out. worst one to watch. Well, that's why I had to watch it though, because it was the Bruce Tim one. And it was the Killing Joke, which is a big story. Go, and... go watch the other Bruce Tim one, uh, Gods and Monsters. I'll get around to it. Gods and Monsters, I've not seen. Just Sleep VT Titans, I didn't see, and I didn't see uh, the last Batman one. Like it was Blood something. Bad Blood. Bad Blood. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see that one. Anyway, we're going to start spoiler free as we typically do. Uh, probably a short spoiler free because I, I don't know if. Well, maybe it won't be, I don't know how much... Yeah, it probably will be, actually, because I feel like most of them are going to talk about its plot. So, But we'll give some general impressions about it, and then we'll we'll give you spoiler warning before we go into it. So, yeah, so this is the new animated film. It's a little bit longer, actually, than a lot of them, because I'm, I'm so used to these being 75 minutes. Yeah, this is a good full 90. 85, I believe. 85, actually. okay. Uh, and I know 10 minutes doesn't seem like a lot, but when every single one almost has been 75, I think Killing Joke was longer, actually. I think Killing Joke was... Maybe it wasn't killed. Uh, there was definitely one that was 85 before, but most of them have been 75. They have. And uh, so, yeah, and this is directed by Sam Liu. Again. Uh, 
Well, you say again. I, I take it you mean because he directed the L. Teen Titans one. Does he not do most of them? No, it's a uh, J. Someone who does most of them. Oh, that? you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Samuel's done a couple of them though, because the yeah. names familiar. Yeah, I don't recognise his name as much as the other guy, though. Even though I'm not remembering his name exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I, I recognise the other name because he—he's done so many of them. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, the sort of general gist of this one is you've got the Teen Titans. Uh, they've got this new member Terra, who's kind of difficult. Like not not yeah. in the same way Damien's difficult, but she has some issues. But they don't really know if they can trust her, kind of thing. Uh, meanwhile, you've got Brother Blood who's plotting this villainous plan. He wants to get the the Titans so that he can use them to power this machine to make him a god, kind of thing. And yeah. uh, he hires out Deathstroke to get them, basically. Uh, and Pretty that's the, that, that's the plot of the movie. Uh, so, did you enjoy Teen Titans: The Judas Contract? Very much so. This is probably my favorite of the the mainline DC movies in quite a while. Huh. Uh, I enjoyed it a fair bit as well. I didn't love it. I, I liked it certainly more than the last one and definitely more than Killing Joke uh, by quite a margin. I liked a lot of things about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think for, for me it, it sits in this sort of like, it's a really solid animated movie. Uh, there's a couple of nitpicks. Uh, but, yeah, fun. This, this kind of feels like a... A standard level of quality that we had for quite a while in yeah. these DC films that's kind of been missing for the last few years, but this one feels like it's up there with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my first nitpick as soon as I looked at the cover was uh, <laughs> Nightwing's in red. Yeah, nope. and I thought at first, oh well, a lot of these films are the the new Fifty Two universe, but then I had it point out to me that in the past, the last film we saw Nightwing in, he was in blue, and we even I think we see some little snippets of blue in this. Yeah, so so yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's a little complaint, but I don't know. For some reason, I just don't like him in the red suit. I like him in the blue suit. Yeah, it, it kind of feels just a case of why, it, more, more than anything. Like, why make that? Well, decision? it was it was the same in the comics. It was like, why is he red? Oh, because all the Robins have to have red on them. But shut yeah, up. Yeah. stupid. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, but in terms of how the characters look, that's kind of my only only real issue. I don't think any of the other ones stuck out to me as being, oh, that's not right. Why do they look like that? You know, no, Sonic, definitely not. Sonic looked really good. In fact, Blue Beetle, I thought, looked really good. Yeah, and, and Beast Boy's transformations look great as well. Yeah, they had some fun with that. There were some moments where he was like transforming really quickly through various animals for mm. certain different things, and that, that was fun. Uh, I, I, honestly, if I've got a, I've got a kind of complaint, actually. It's not a big one. Uh but was it just me, or was the, the, the sexual jokes kind of sticking out a little bit in this? Now, don't get me wrong, comparing it to the killing joke where we had a lot of big problems related to sex, there was a lot of big sexual problems in that one. This That's is more, was, there's, there's some yeah. innuendos here yeah. and there. But I just, I felt like, okay, the first one was kind of funny, right? There's there one between Nightwing and Starfire early on, because they yeah. set up that they're a couple, and there's, there's a little innuendo, and it's kind of fine. But there was a second one later on where it, it, it got drew out a lot, quite, a lot longer, Mm. And, like, every character but her was getting that it was a sex innuendo. And it just felt like it was going on too long. I'm like, why, why are they pushing see, this innuendo so much? See, I like it, because that's kind of what Starfire is, where she doesn't get these things. Oh, sure, sure. Where, just... And, and that's, that's part of the humour in the character for me, so... But I think the first one was enough. Because I, 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 feel, I feel like it was just going... I don't know, it was it just just a touch it was that and then there was some stuff with uh, Deathstroke and someone else later where I was like oh this is kind of 
I do. I do, will say I do believe that is from the, the oh, no, original story, though. Yes. Yeah, so it's it's just that they didn't change it, which is maybe more surprising. Yeah, it just it came, that came on a, a bit strong as well. Uh, just just and it's one thing to in, in, like to show that the character wants it. It's another thing to to portray it the way it was portrayed in this, where yeah. there's a skimpy outfit and it's full on. I'm like, wait, what well, age is she? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yes, 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 we'll be lovers, but not not quite yet, not quite yet. Yeah. And it's like, is, is that is that Deathstroke being noble? He's he's waiting for the right age. He's like, no, no, right, just wait, wait another couple of birthdays. I'll be I'll be right right with you. Uh, but yeah, so I, I thought that stuff stuck out to me just a touch but and i do mean a touch like it's not yeah. like the killing joke was like shockingly horrific with what they yeah. did in that we were I think angry that, at that. that was worse is where they were actually like played for serious where most of these are played as comedy beats yeah. other than the, that that last one you mentioned i think the reason why it stuck out to me though is that it feels like a movie that's otherwise suitable for people of all ages you know for kids kids can watch it and then there's these innuendos in there what a couple of which again the first one i thought was fine because it was i don't think a kid would get it and i don't think yeah. It didn't stick out. Whereas the stuff with her later on, it was so in your face. I thought this feels like they could have just worked around this a little bit more. Like kept kept the intention, but worked around it a bit more and just left it be a bit more suitable for everyone. Because it feels just out of place with the rest of the movie. That does feel like you could show this to like a six year old, and it would be fine. That's fair. I guess the question is at that point, if you show it to a six year old who doesn't get the innuendo anyway, it's just a scene that's not funny, surely. Well, I'm 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 talking about the here. I'm talking about the Deathstroke stuff more. All oh, right, okay, that stuff. Because I mean, like, yeah. that's like cause that even that's not even played for a laugh. That's just no, no, no. You're uh, right. That, that's just uh, yeah. This is normal. G- girls who might not be of age trying trying to seduce what mm. 50, 50 year old man maybe whatever age Deathstroke oh, easy. is yeah. at this point. So <laughs> um, you know, just a bit weird, and that's it. I think I think for an adult audience, it's obviously fine, but. Because yeah. they get that he's a dodgy character and he's he's not on the up and up, and she's obviously not completely right in the head either. But for a young impressionable audience, it just it sticks out as being a wee bit. No, you're right. Much. You're right. I, I hadn't considered it that way. Yeah, uh, but that, that would probably be be the biggest. Although maybe the gratuitous Kevin Smith cameo, which uh, we'll save we'll save the details. <laughs> we'll save the details for that in the spoilers. But I, I won't lie. I kind of loved it. Of course you did, uh, but I'm a Kevin Smith fan, especially of his of his podcasts. Hmm. Yeah. So the the characterization for most of them, alright. I actually think this is the first one that I've seen with Nightwing in it, where I felt like, oh, they're actually having Nightwing be Nightwing. <laughs> hmm. Where you felt like not so much that they had him like out of character in other movies, but the the fact that he actually got stuff. I mean, again, I didn't see the Ultimate Titans movie, so it, stri- I don't think he was in that one. Oh, was it not? Well, anyway, strike that from the record, regardless. Because I've not seen it, but just if he was, he wasn't in much. Yeah, but the, the way that he actually felt like he was heroic, they felt like they they pushed him to be one of the, the you know he's portrayed as the leader, even when he's not supposed to be the leader. He kind of steps in and acts in that role, and yeah, he can't help himself, can he? Yeah, and he he ends up being like the essential hero as the movie goes on, and it just it felt like they were treating him with respect, as if he was not necessarily as good as Batman, but he is someone who has he has elevated. He's, he's, he's earned what 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 he yeah. shows us. He has graduated beyond what the rest of these Teen Titans are. He is, yeah. like, he is more experienced, and I feel like they treated them with respect in this, which was nice. And I, I do think it is important, given that obviously this is the Judas contract, that they did that with mm. with Dick, given the yeah. the past in that story. Yeah, 
And also, if you want to make sexual innuendo, his name is Dick. There is so much, so so many things to do with that <laughs> that could play very innocently to a young person. Yeah, you could have had some fun with that. <laughs> that that's fair. Uh, instead, they were cracking jokes about stamina. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, the characters seem on point. Raven didn't have a lot to do, but she was fine. Uh, the actress who played her actually, uh, uh, Tasia Farmiga, uh, I like a lot. She's in the Final Girls. Uh, she's actually the younger sister of Vera Farmiga, uh, which you'd be forgiven for not thinking that because the first time I learned, because I seen the name obviously, and I thought, oh, she looks kind of like Vera Farmiga. I assumed she was a daughter because the age difference is really big. Like yeah. Vera Farmiga's in her forties, and she's like in her early twenties. Like you know, the age difference is big yeah. enough where you, you would maybe naturally think that. But the other sisters, okay. uh, their parents I mean, are just I don't know, still at it all these years I, later. I, I don't really like her as Raven, though. I don't have any problem oh, no, with her. I, I, just, I, I don't like it as Raven. I kind of agree with that. I actually I have a much bigger problem, though, with the voice actor for Damien. Yeah, that's been consistent ever since Damien was introduced in he this, just, this line. And this sounds stupid because he's only ever been in comic books, but he doesn't sound like Damien. <laughs> he sounds too much of a kid, whereas you kind of imagine Damien putting on a voice if he has to, you know, to get his point across, because he, he acts so much older intentionally. Yeah, he's got too much of a sort of a... There's too much breath in his voice, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of whiny, isn't it? He doesn't come across with the... It's supposed to sound forced, sure, but it doesn't come across that way either. Yeah. It just it feels like... He's doing all... You know, he's calling you know Dick Grayson instead of you know Dick or Nightwing. He's saying, uh, you're failed as again, Grayson. He's saying the lines, but it's just not coming out with the same gravitas that I expect from uh, Damien. And I... I get that it's maybe hard to cast that. What I really think they should have done is cast a, an adult. They should have cast an adult to do a voice. Like I'm almost imagining like a a more th- think think uh, you know how Peter Sarovinovich did uh, like the Tick. I'm imagining hmm. that with more of an edge to it. Yeah, yeah. I know what think, you mean like take take the cheesy superhero voice, but then make it like sort of more harder edge, like he's a like he's a drill sergeant or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I just it feels weird, even though he is meant to be like what thirteen. It feels weird him having such a childish voice because of the way he acts and and the way he speaks. Yeah. It feels like he should be a little feel at least sound a little bit older. Yeah, uh, admittedly, I know that giving a like a twelve, thirteen year old that presence and a. And even in an animated movie, never mind live action, when he has it natural in the comics, it's hard to cast that. It's hard to do it right yeah. to bring it across on screen. I get, I get that it's difficult, so I'm not going to criticize it too much for it. But Damien's voice definitely was an issue. In terms of other uh, cast here that are sort of notable names, Christina Ricci uh, is the voice of Terra. Mm. Uh, this is fine. Yeah, I, solid, no complaints. I, I don't think I had a voice for Terra in my head <laughs> that, that could have been. No, uh, I don't ruined, think I did either. So. Uh, Sean Mayer is uh, Dick Grayson. He, of course, uh, was from Firefly. Uh, yeah, so. he's done. He's been Dick for a few years now, I think. Quite yeah. a, few, a good handful of these films, and mm. he's definitely the the best portrayer of Dick that we've had. Mm. Yeah, he's a good Dick. Yeah, pretty much. I'll note was a kind of sad one actually because he passed away before the movie came out. Uh, the voice of Deathstroke is Miguel Ferrer, who. Uh, we've we've been seeing recently actually because we've been reviewing the Twin Peaks, so the old episodes of Twin Peaks, which he's in. He was in Robocop, yeah. so I like him a lot actually, and I recognise mm-hmm. his voice. But it was kind of bittersweet because I, I didn't know he was in this, and it was when I heard his voice, I, I kind of recognised it. I went, oh, yeah, and and he is a fantastic Deathstroke actually. Yeah, he is. He's really good. Uh, I didn't even realise he was still working that this close to his death. I because I, I hadn't seen him in a long time. 
Like yeah. everything, everything I think of him as being in is all from the nineties and the eighties. I, I like so. Mm. I I just assumed that he'd maybe been retired for a while, but oh, no, clearly he was still doing some voice work, which I, I guess is easier to do. Uh, yeah, can, yeah. Just go sit in a booth. Go and sit in a booth and do your lines, and I, I guess that's a nice sort of uh, retirement plan for a lot of lot of actors. Yeah. But uh, so that, that was a shame, but it, it, it was a good performance though. So it was at least nice to he had one last little uh, good role in him. So. Uh, but that's the sort of more notable cast. I there was nothing else that kind of stuck out. I thought Beast Boy sounded fine. He sounded like kind of like what I, I think yeah. Beast Boy would sound like. Uh, Starfire was was again fine. She sounds like what I think Starfire should sound like. Yeah, pretty so. much. It's a I had a lot of fun with the movie in general. Like I thought it was just it was very enjoyable. Yeah, I, I thought a lot of the Titan stuff when they're in the tower and. Uh, Beast Boys try to flirt, or you know they, they throw a little party for Terra, and they're they're doing the selfies and things like that. Like there was a lot yeah. of uh, kind of that fun spirited Titans. Banter. It, it really nails, yeah, it nails that Titans banter, which is kind of one of the, the strongest suits of the film for me. Yeah, I think if it didn't nail that, it would it would suffer a lot because I don't know if the plot the plot actually gets quite good later on, but I don't know if the plot at least in the first half would keep you invested. I don't mm. think it's until Deathstroke really comes into it where it kind of ramps up and it feels more like a, it's got a plot because <laughs> because brother <laughs> yeah. brother Blood's kind of whatever. He's just kind of off doing his thing, but it yeah. feels very disconnected from everything else yeah, and it's just it's not that interesting, is it? Feels, he's just doing something. It feels kind of generic, and he's just kind of there to like to have the plot revolve around what's going on and that's yeah. that's fine but but yeah it's it becomes less of a complaint as the movie goes on and it becomes mm. more about deathstroke yeah so no and i enjoyed the uh the flashback sequence at the start as well which is uh it shows the previous teen titans team when dick was robin and he was with wally with arsenal or sorry speedy he was called at the time speedy yeah yeah and bumblebee and you know again uh, it was fun seeing the younger versions play off each other and again they got the banter mostly down uh, yeah. for that. It was a fun sequence and that introduced Starfire into the film. Um, but yeah, I think we'll, we'll go into spoilers. I, I think we've generally been quite positive. I, I think it's uh, if you like these characters I think you'll uh, I think you'll enjoy the, the, the film. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so we'll go into spoilers because I want to talk about the plot a bit more. Uh, so, hmm. so, yeah, so so basically uh, Brother Blood's hired uh, Deathstroke to take out the Titans, not kill them, to bring them in alive to power this machine. Uh, and of course it's revealed that Terra is actually working for Deathstroke. She betrays the Teen Titans. She was a she was an insane man from the start. Yes, and, full year. Yeah, full year, yeah. And obviously if you know the story from the comics, you know that was coming, but you know, obviously we kept it in spoilers anyway because you may not. <laughs> yeah, it was also the sort of thing where with them having changed up the cast of who the Titans are for this story, I wasn't sure if it would still be her. Hmm. I, I thought, obviously, they've, they're throwing in all these new newer members of this team that they could have gone with someone else. But I would agree with that if there was any other members that I thought they could have picked, but I don't think there was. There's probably not, but I thought maybe they'll surprise me. Like, you know, like, I couldn't have seen Be- Blue Beetle doing it. I couldn't have seen Beast Boy being the one. Like, none, yeah. none of them felt right, so it made sense to be her. Uh, so she's working with him and I think when the film really picked up for me obviously Deathstroke has a fight with uh, Damien and that's okay but when it really picked up was when Deathstroke was going around and he was like setting traps for them all and it was like Mm. the scenes where they all got taken which I thought were was when the film got from a plot perspective it's when it got exciting the last 30 minutes 
from yeah, that point it's, on. It's, that's also where I brought Dick into it because we see yeah. these things through him being a detective. Actually, yeah, we, we be, see him go there and, and looking around, investigating, seeing what's happened. And the stuff with him and Starfire was pretty fun as well. They're moving in together and like their their banter in the apartment was fun. Uh, yeah. But what I liked was is it was kind of that thing where like. Deathstroke fights Dick and he thinks he kills him, but Dick, you know, it wasn't a vest, but he had a thing on to stop the. So it was a block of wood, wasn't it? Yeah, it was they a block picked of wood. up. But he he's fine. But now his whole team are captured, and it's up to him alone to go in and go in and save yeah. the day. He has to go in and like find them and get get them out of the machine and all that. And it felt like it was really putting him on this like pedestal almost, where like yeah, mm. he is the most experienced. He is the one who'll come and save the day. And, uh, but. No, that's kind of what I liked a lot about it. I, I liked uh, all the Deathstroke stuff in the last half. Uh, like I say, Beast Boy had a lot of fun. There was a really cool sequence earlier on when uh, he was trying to get like big enough to uh, sort of uh, break break something or with that. Uh, something. It was where he, where he didn't get sucked up into the the vortex. Yeah, yeah, the vortex was on, and he like he was like one animal, and then he was like, "All right, I'll become a, a bear because that's bigger." Oh, that's not uh, big the- enough. I'll become a and then eventually it became an elephant that was the thing that was big enough to be you know <laughs> yeah. way enough to not be taken into the vortex but uh, that, that was a really fun thing I like that because it's almost like a thought process you can see him thinking oh no I need to go bigger no I need to go bigger and it, it kept <laughs> you kept can just happening. wait you're almost waiting for him to just turn to like a big blue whale or something I mean, yeah, a, yeah a green whale in this scenario but it's still a blue whale it is but because just, just, just in case anyone points out a correction, the blue does not refer to the colour of the whale necessarily. <laughs> it does not. But yeah, but I believe that is the biggest animal on Earth currently, so that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if the elephant hadn't worked, that would be. You, the... you got to imagine he'd go to it, wouldn't you? Yeah, that'd be the logical part, place to go. Part of me thinks that he would have done it anyway. Like, like I almost wanted that to be the first thing he went to, just because he is so ridiculous, and that'd be the, the overkill where he just goes straight to the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, he, he cycles up, and I, I think the heart of the film is that he has this crush on Terra, and he tries to keep winning her over. And we have that scene in the beach where he does kind of like come out and see if she's okay because she seemed upset. And they actually have a moment in the kiss, and it's it's right after that he like he like, he leaves and like Deathstroke like calls her on her comms, and he's like, "Hey, that was pretty convincing. You almost had me fooled." And she has like a little tear in her eye, and it's like she's actually feeling something, and you yeah. You get that across. I, I, th- I think for me, if I'm going to complain, like or not complain, but like suggest how the film could have elevated beyond where I... Because I, I thought it was really enjoyable, and I thought it nailed the characters for the most part. And I, I thought the plot was really fun as it got going. I, I think maybe just just deciding what to let breathe and what to maybe speed up here mm. or there would, would have helped a little bit. And maybe... like. You know, give the Titans a bit more screen time. I think, you know, we've said this about a lot of these movies because they are 75 minutes, but even 85 minutes, I'm thinking, you know, another 10 might have just helped flesh out the characters a little bit more, let the emotion of some of the stuff land just a little bit. Uh, Because I think with some of these 75-minute animated movies, you have this thing where it feels like they have to rush through the plot points rather than letting them sit. It's actually kind of a complaint I have with a lot of 2D animation where they feel like they can't just let moments breathe. And I always respect when an animated film will let a moment breathe. That's fair. Um, it's it's hard to disagree with that because there are so many examples of them just... I, I think it's the idea that they think, oh, it's for kids and kids don't have an attention span. Yeah. They, they don't give them enough credit to, yeah. to actually watch a film. They just have to give them the next thing. Yeah. So for me, that maybe drains a little bit of the uh, the weight out of some of it. Um, here's a question. Did you watch the post credit scene? I did. 
okay. I, I was kind of hoping you said I was, that I was, I, I was waiting to see if... Uh, I was going to ask you that when we got to the end. Do you yeah. know what? It's actually just a... It's just a complete luck that I did because I just I was doing something while at the credits play. Because I may have turned <laughs> it off, but I, I happened to be tweeting or something. Uh, well, the were playing. well, I'll see after the what was it last week uh, with the the events of Legion? Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I thought, huh, well, I wonder if he's watched it this time. Yeah, but that was different because I knew there was a push for it scene, and I still didn't watch it because I forgot. <laughs> At least here, I'd have had an excuse. Like I, I didn't know there yeah. was one. I mean, a lot of these movies do have them. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we, we see like the, the testing machine on uh, at the time. What just seems like Blondid. Well, I don't think yeah. they name him in that scene. Uh, but we see in the post credit scene that has bullet hole because they shoot him right after the testing machine on him because he's like, oh, he's got super strength now. Okay, bang. Uh, but the bullet, the, the hole, the hole heals at the end in the post credit scene and he, he, he opens his eyes and it appears to be Jericho. Yes. Uh, which you'll know way more about me because you've actually read some Deathstroke comics. Yeah, yeah. So, it, it, what, that, that, it, do you think this is setting something in particular up? Uh, probably just the, the the next of the Teen Titan movies. Cool. All right. <laughs> but, I mean, nothing in particular. Just introducing him in general, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. It annoyed me a little bit in his opening scene, you know, where they gave him the powers, you know, whatever they were doing there, and they they hit him with the crowbar. It's like nothing, absolutely nothing. Didn't feel a thing. Grabs it, bends it. You know, no problem. Bullet in the head, straight down. Like like. You'd like to see some some reaction from the crowbar. It, it almost was telling me like he was invulnerable, and, and then he, he wasn't. Then he wasn't. Yeah, I was well, a little bit confused in the scene itself. Turns out it it was invulnerable. <laughs> kind well, of. yeah, but <laughs> just, just... It, in the scene itself, yeah. I was a little bit confused as to to how it did this. It was all because weird... obviously Deathstroke uh, later on he actually he gives up Terra because like, uh, and this is something I believe is in the comic as well. Uh, the like uh, Blood of Blood's pissed because he wanted. Uh, Robin as well with Nightwing because he needed that that last spot filled, so he hands over Terra to fill that spot. So he, he betrays her and essentially and just kind of proves what they would all try to say to her that he he's just using you, he's just trying to like convince you he will use you for his own gain. Yeah, to the point where he goes, sorry, contract comes first. Yeah, and that, that's kind of what sets her up to like go nuts with her powers. Uh, of course, she has a geomancy powers or whatever you want to call it, where she can control sort of earth and rock and dark yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, but she she goes nuts and she ends up bringing the place down and it kills a lot of people and it kills including her she she dies we yeah. we see a really sad scene at the end where it'd be spoiled it goes and like collects her body and and that there where you say it's a sad scene it is legitimately sad and that's why mm-hmm. this movie as one of the DC movies compared to some of the more recent one works for me it it got to that and I realized hang on there actually is an emotional core to this I do care about this scene yeah I, I think it could have been stronger like I said I think there could have been more weight to all this stuff. But it did work. Like it did enough to make it mean something. Uh, in the yeah, end. and and a lot of these have kind of felt hollow, where it's been it's been going through the motions, where it's just like this is the plot points. You don't really care. Whereas this one, I, I got to this right at the end and realized, hang on, I I do care at least to some degree. That said, though, I feel like the reason why it does kind of work here, and not not to go on a negative tangent here, but I feel like the reason why this works a bit more is because it just happens to be in the source material. It is possible that is the case. Because, like, like I say, I feel like they could have made it a bit stronger by giving things a bit more time here or there, de- yeah. making decisions uh, artistically to devote time to certain things. But it's still the, the source material is good enough that we still have this. We still have this big yeah. moment. But I feel like had this big moment not been in there, and we had something like just Sleep Dark, where it was an original story, where like maybe or maybe they decide, oh, we're going to completely change the ending and have her like survive, mm. kind of thing, or whatever. 
like it may not have had the same weight. Like that, that may just be there because it's based on a good, a good story. That, that is a, a fair point, and and maybe it is that, but ultimately, it's in the movie as it is. It so is, yeah, because uh, yeah, so so Beast Boy goes on a bit. There's a nice thing in the flashback where he like discovers Twitter. Twitter has just came into existence, and he's like, "Oh, that, there's this Twitter where you can kind of kind of sounds about right." Five years ago, doesn't it? I guess actually a little bit more than that now, but uh, give or take. Yeah, but yeah, he discovers Twitter and he's uh, he's he's talking. He's like uh, he, he talks for about a minute how he, how you can oh you can talk about uh, what you're having for pizza. Or you can say you're having pizza. You can post about how much you're enjoying pizza. Uh, what sort of pizza do you would like to have? He just talks about pizza. And like, then he's like, oh, should we order pizza? Yeah. Like, and now I'm talking about what pizza I'm having. <laughs> uh, but he he we've seen the, the present day that he now has a million followers, and because of this, he's uh, getting. Uh, he's getting to guest on Kevin Smith's podcast. So we get a scene at the end, and it, it kind of treats it as the coda scene where, as he's talking about being a Titan and how, how all his teammates are working together, uh, we see how they're all how, what they're all up to. Now, you know, Jaime, who's maybe having some struggles with his parents throughout the film, we see him try to live a escape call. It doesn't go so well because the Beatle keeps like reacting to them. But he manages to control it enough at the end that he, he meets his parents and he, he has, you know, he gets to bond with them and. Uh, Dick and Dick and Starfire fine and and the apartment and we we get see everyone's okay and he mentions a new member uh, and we see see Wonder Girl uh, appears to be Donna Troy uh, yep. flying flying through the air next to the tower and uh, Beast Boy punfully says we have a wonderful new addition to the team. I feel like if there is any character you're going to have to make those sorts of puns, it's got to be Gar. Yeah, I I I don't I don't dispute that I don't dispute that. Uh, because it it does feel like he's done that intentionally because he knows it the, the whole scene makes for a nice little coda where it kind of wraps everything up kind of neatly and he it gives this little sort of thing where he defends Terra at the end because uh, like Smith asks him about the rumors of the yeah. of this member who who went rogue or whatever and he he's like you know people are born into hard life and he, he gives he gives the story and uh, I, I think again yeah I, th- I think it works quite well. But again, had a bit more weight. It may have played. I feel like maybe if they'd played up a little bit more of the uh, the team, because there's this whole thing where Starfire feels a little bit insecure that people are going to Dick and treating him as the leader yeah. instead of her. And I feel like that plot kind of didn't go didn't somewhere. Really go anywhere? It didn't. Yeah. Like he he no. kind of apologizes and says, "Oh, you're you're actually quite good. Don't worry." And then they, they make out, and then it's never really brought up again. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not no. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird, and I feel like if you'd done something uh, more with that at the end about building a better team or something like that, where they they, they, mm. they feel stronger at the end as a result, I don't know. But maybe I, I don't know. Like I, I think it's good, but not out of this yeah. world. Is, is what I'm that's, saying. That's that's fair. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but I think it's enjoyable. If you like Teen Titans, you like most of it. You probably have some nitpicks, but I, I feel like it's a solid. It's definitely one of the best ones they've done in a while. Uh, so yeah, so there you go. Uh, that is Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. So ratings, what do you want to give it out of ten? Uh, I think a seven point five. It's very good. It's not great, but it's very good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to go just snudge lower and say a solid seven. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's good. Not great, but solid good. Yeah, it's a very fair score. There you go. That's a uh, Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. Let us know what you thought of the movie if you've seen it. And the comments below, like and subscribe and all that stuff. Helps us out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. I'm at Wibble89 on Twitter. Connor's at Connor Ryan 94 
Thanks for watching, guys, and we will see you next time.